Hi everyone, this is Miles from Mailjet, and welcome to our mini podcast series, GDPR Beyond Borders, where we hear from experts and practitioners about how American businesses, in particular, can prepare for and stay compliant under GDPR. In the next four episodes, we'll help your businesses think about some of the key questions as it pertains to GDPR. Specifically, what does GDPR mean for the future of your business? What are the consequences for businesses not found to be respecting GDPR? Who will be a target for potential fines and class action suits? And finally, what are the steps that your legal, marketing, and technical teams need to complete before and actually after the regulation comes into effect? Today, however, we'll kick it off with our keynote speaker, Pierre-Nicolas Schwab, who is the chairman of the European Big Data Initiative. Pierre will help us decode some of what GDPR actually is and answer a couple questions from the audience. I'll leave it now to Mailjet CMO, Judy Boniface, who will introduce Pierre and we will take it from there. Thank you so much for listening. Dr. Schwab is the chairman of the Big Data Initiative at the European Broadcasting Union. He also leads the Big Data Initiatives at the RTBF, which is a French-speaking public broadcaster in Belgium. With proximity to European Union, he has worked closely with the Article 29 working parties at the European Union, and he has led the GDPR compliance effort for RTBF. So let's welcome him on stage. I'm very happy to uh, have the opportunity to talk about GDPR uh, today. Um, yesterday, I did a little bit of tourism uh, in New York. I was there anyway, so I went to a drugstore that everyone uh, knows. It's uh, Duan Reed, is that uh, correct pronunciation? Um, and those guys are going to have a big problem. Um, because when I wanted to pay, they first asked me for my phone number. Yeah, um, and well, I asked uh, the person at the desk why they were asking my phone number uh, before even being able to pay. She wasn't able to answer that question. So that's, that's not normal. That's something that uh, will not be allowed anymore under GDPR because I'm a European uh, citizen. I took a coffee in Soho yesterday, the same happened. Uh, I had to pay with my card and because they were paper free, I had to enter my email address to receive the American Express uh, receipt. And soon after I did that, I received an email informing me about best deals and so forth and so on. But I did not opt in. This is something which is illegal because I'm a, US, I'm a European citizen. So those things are also important for US companies and that's what I would like to highlight uh, today. So what is the general uh, data protection regulation? Uh, first of all, it's a booklet of 88 pages, written small, and there are a few lawyers here in the room that will be very happy to uh, decipher it. And uh, the problem is that all those lawyers will not necessarily tell you what the practical technical implications um, may be if you want to implement GDPR. We went through that at TBF, and we went also through that at uh, the European Broadcasting Union, so I'm able to uh, explain you what are the implications in terms of architecture, uh, what are the different steps that you want to, uh, to take. Uh, so I would like to uh, explain today what the objectives are. Very clearly, very simply, I'm not a legal person, I'm just an IT guy with a legal background and uh, I have implemented GDPR in my company, so I'm able to answer all the questions around that. Okay, so what is the spirit of the law? First of all, it's to give control back to the user. And because, uh, why do we want to do that in Europe? Because many companies, 
uh, especially US companies, um, I'm thinking about Facebook, I'm thinking about Google, um, have not adopted a real uh, code of ethics and have um, adopted some cobalt behaviors uh, in collecting and treated, uh, treating the data of, uh, of their customers. And the Commission, the European Commission, at a certain point said that has to stop, and that's how GDPR came uh, into action. What are the consequences for US companies? Very simple. First of all, if you handle data from US citizens, you have to comply with GDPR. So don't think that you are exempted of uh, being GDPR compliant because you are based in the US. That's not true. Uh, so from the moment you have data of US citizens, of uh, European citizens in your data bank, in your database, you have to be GDPR compliant. And it goes way beyond the privacy shield. The privacy shield was only um, a, an agreement between the US and Europe on how to treat the transfer of, US, of uh, European citizens' uh, data to uh, the US uh, territory. Here we are speaking of a regulation that goes beyond the national laws of the 27 countries in, uh, in Europe. Big fines, 20 million euros, or 4% of uh, the turnover. Uh, we may want to debate after, um, after my keynote about whether the fines are the bigger threat for uh, companies or whether uh, the power that uh, the European Commission has to stop immediately the data treatment is the biggest uh, threat. As far as I'm concerned, I think that the biggest threat is to force you to stop the data treatment immediately. What are the rights of the consumers? Um, so first of all, all, Euro all European citizens are equal. Yeah, because that's a regulation, it has not to be translated into national uh, laws. That's very important. So now we have some kind of common grounds for all uh, different countries in, uh, in Europe. And as I said, foreign firms, whether they are based in the US, in Asia, or uh, in other parts of the world, they have to uh, respect GDPR from the moment they handle uh, European citizen uh, data. Um, and one very important right, too, is the right to portability. So European customers have the right to claim their data back from, uh, from you guys and to hand it over to another provider. So if I'm a customer of a bank, for instance, I can claim my data back and bring that data uh, to another bank uh, to get better deals, to get better mortgages, and so forth and so on. The right to understand what is going on. Yeah, um, so if you think of Facebook, for instance, I bet most of you don't know how your data is collected, for which purpose, and what, the what Facebook does with the data. Well, under uh, GDPR, that is not permitted anymore. You have to inform European citizens about uh, what you do with the data, data what is the finality, uh, how you collected uh, consent, and so forth and so on. So you have to be transparent. Yeah? And the first thing to ask is what data you collect, what you do with it, how it works, those are the questions that you guys need to address within your companies. Give me a break, that's another right that consumers have. Uh, the right to be forgotten, uh, the right to erase all the data. So if I am registered in new databases and I contact you, you must uh, comply with GDPR and erase my data if I ask. Uh, so, And you will have like 45 days to comply, or 60 days, that depends. Okay, and then what are the technical challenges for you? Uh, the first challenge is to be uh, compliant in terms of privacy by design. It means that all your architecture, IT architecture, must be designed to respect privacy. 
for instance, is the data stored on an ISO 27001 server, uh, which is a norm that ensures that the data is safely stored. Yeah? Um, do you degrade um, performances uh, of your website, of your services, if people do not accept uh, to be tracked? This is another question, and perhaps that uh, should not be the case anymore. You have to inform people about, in a transparent way about uh, what data you collect. So those small letters that I showed here will not be permitted anymore. So this is something that I took from, a, um, well, from terms and condition of a Wi-Fi access point. Uh, and well, something like this will not be permitted. Well, obviously, that was a joke. Uh, but if you read the small letters, you will uh, see that uh, many companies, they hide some of their bad practices into the small letters that will not be permitted anymore because you have to get an explicit and informed consent, uh, consent from uh, the consumers you are getting data from. Let's play fair. Responsibility and accountability, that's also something that you will have to uh, comply with. Uh, so you will have to go through an impact assessment. Uh, and uh, most importantly, you will have to minimize the data that you're collecting. So if you have no reason to collect a certain type of data, then you will have to stop collecting that data. So if you collect, for instance, uh, Facebook likes uh, through a Facebook connect on your web pages and you are doing nothing or you have no reason to collect those likes or the, the list of the friends, then you have to stop doing that, at least for, you, for European citizens. If you have a data breach, you uh, must comply with the law and uh, report within 72 hours. And there is also a very interesting principle in Article 13.2f, which is the principle of uh, fairness. And for those of you who are in New York, tomorrow there is a, a conference at the New York University on fairness, uh, which I will uh, attend and participate to. And the principle of fairness uh, forces companies to be fair in how they collect uh, data, in how they treat data to respect uh, people's uh, general interest. So what is the organizational impact for you guys? First one is, well, you have to take the fines into account. Uh, so you may just want to uh, avoid them. Remember, 20 million euros or 4% of your uh, global worldwide uh, turnover. Uh, if that's not enough, remember that the European Commission has the right, or the DPA, uh, Data Protection Authority has the right to uh, stop uh, the data treatment. Um, another very important consequence is that you may uh, need a DPO, a Data Privacy Officer. So whether, whether that's someone that is in-house or whether that's a DPO as a service uh, depends on the amount, number of data that you're collecting from uh, EU citizen. You will have to be more transparent, so it means you will need to review all your data collecting, uh, data treatment uh, practices and well, question you about whether those practices are compliant with the law. And adopt, which is not bad, a code of conduct uh, in terms of how you ensure that uh, ethical treatment and equal treatment of all EU uh, citizens is, uh, is ensured. And obviously the data breach notification uh, well, if there is any security problem, you will have to report to, uh, to the authorities of the country you are based in. With that in mind, I'm very happy to, uh, I think we have time for, uh, for a few questions. I'm looking at the, 
Do we have time for, uh, for questions? Yeah, so I'm happy to uh, take any questions that you may have. Thank you for uh, your attention. Is this thing on? Okay. Hi, Perfect. Patrick Barnacle with M Particle. What agreements or jurisdictional authority is in place uh, to impose fines on companies headquartered outside of the EU? Well, the, the, the GP, well if, if you are uh, in the US and you handle um, data in a certain uh, way from uh, EU citizens, maybe you will have to have a representative office uh, in, uh, in the EU. And in that case, uh, the GDPR will apply in the country where you have uh, your local representation. So let's take, for instance, uh, well, I have a few clients who have, that, uh, who have that case, and they have all chosen to be in Ireland. Uh, in that case, well, it's the DPA, so the Data Privacy Authority, which is in Ireland, uh, that will uh, supervise what you are doing and that will contact you if there are any um, problems with uh, the way you are collecting data, if there are uh, complaints from uh, customers. Uh, don't forget that customers also get the right. Well, they had already the right, uh, but uh, that right will now be uh, more severely enforced. Customers will be able to complain and to report uh, data breaches, unethical treatment, uh, bad data collection practices, and then you will be contacted by the DPA of the country where you are uh, represented. Uh, and then you may be fined, or uh, you may be forced, that's another threat, to stop uh, immediately the data treatment, which may lead to bankruptcy. Yeah? Because for some companies, data treatment is everything what they are doing. So if the commission tells you that you have to stop immediately, then you are out of business. And I know already two uh, companies uh, in Europe uh, that are uh, almost bankrupt because they are not uh, complying with GDPR and their customers do not want to take the risk to make business with them anymore. That was our first episode with Pierre-Nicolas Schwab. We've released all four episodes at once, so feel free to keep binging, move on to episode two, where we'll address the risk of non-compliance at a bit more depth. Thank you again for listening, and be sure to check out mailjet.com GDPR for all of your questions, specifically how GDPR will relate to your email marketing strategies. Thank you again, and we'll see you in episode two.